With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle, he dives, and he's in! Touchdown, 49ers! Dina, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Great, great, great. And for all articles and uh, upcoming shows, please go to NinersRadio.com. Um, and we have all the information for today's guest. And uh, with that uh, being said, we're honored to welcome um, from The Athletic uh, their new podcast, No Breaks, Mr. Matt Burrows and Mr. David Lombardi. Guys, you with us? I am. I'm here with Matt. How's it going? Oh, hey, Matt. How's it going, guys? Oh, hey, David. <laughs> We're both here. Okay, great. Great. Great, guys. So, uh, you know, obviously uh, week three is all wrapped up. And, uh, you know, it's um, we saw some good. We saw some bad. It was kind of a little ugly, I guess, from both sides. Um you know, before we go into uh, roster breakdown, you know, um, uh, let's start with you, David. Uh, you know, what did you think about the the third preseason going into that? Uh, you know, Matt and I talked about it on our podcast yesterday. I, I don't mm-hmm. think that it was as bad as as a lot of people are are making it out to be. I think that the sure. the standard in the preseason is just very different. I'm not saying it's lower or or higher. It's just different because there's just some things that you can accomplish um, only in the regular season. So, for example, the example I would give is 49ers scoring in the red zone. Obviously, that was a bit of an issue last December after probably the only issue after uh, Garoppolo took over the offense was the red zone efficiency. 
if the 49ers go 20 for 20 in the red zone in the preseason with 20 touchdowns, um, even that won't really mean anything, right? That's just going to be, okay, they did it in preseason. Let's wait until week one. Let's see what happens then. Um, and in the same way, if they struggle a little bit, then it's still hard for me to, you know, fully put too much stock in that until I see the lights come on, until I see Garoppolo consistently throwing to guys who are going to be on the 53-man roster. I just can't draw conclusions that are too grand, and I feel that people try to do that with these preseason games, and it ends up uh, just being a, a, a big waste of time. So when I watch the preseason, I am focused on seeing potential. I look at individual players. And I look to see collectively if I could see enough explosiveness in the offense to say, okay, this team could probably do something in the regular season. And, and I saw that from the 49ers on both sides of the ball in week three. Yeah, there was sloppiness, but sloppiness is something they need to address week one of the regular season. They weren't going to address that in, in week three of the preseason. Absolutely. And, Matt, what were your takes from uh, game three? Yeah, uh, very similar to David. Um, you know, they they uh, there's a lot of hand wringing after the game about uh, not scoring and the penalties and whatnot. But I, I thought that two big ticket items that were uh, question marks heading into that game, their run blocking and their pass rush, uh, both turned out really well. So um, you know, my thought was that. You know, Kyle Shanahan got a little bit of uh, everything that he wanted. He, he he saw that his offensive line could run block and that his running backs could find those lanes. Uh, he saw that his pass rushers could uh, put pressure on the Colts quarterbacks, and he also came away with enough to, uh, you know, be able to tell his team, wow, you can't be content with that. You have to keep pushing and pushing and getting better. Uh, for the regular season, which is what every coach wants to do. He wants to keep the pressure on, uh, give them a bit of insecurity heading into that first game. And he got a little bit of everything on that uh, menu uh, against the Colts. Now, Matt, you know, obviously, um, you know, you've been <laughs> you've been there quite a while now. And uh, with this team, I mean, obviously Harbaugh really didn't pay attention too much to preseason um, and more – more towards practices. Um, from your sense, do you see that with Kyle as well, or does he take it as a, the full package? Well, it's all part of the same puzzle. I mean, um, you know, he, he's evaluating these players, for example. Uh, they're going to have to make some decisions on Saturday on, on who to keep and who to release and who to bring back to the practice sure. squad. and. The, the preseason is, is part of that analysis. So are the the, the training camp practices. So were those uh, those two very long, you know, two plus hour uh, scrimmages they had against the Texans uh, in that Houston Heat. These are all things that he's going to be yeah. analyzing. Uh, I, I think it'll be interesting to to see. You know, last year obviously they they were going, uh, you know, re- revamping the roster, rebuilding the whole thing and uh, going very much with youth. And uh, I wonder if they're still as youth-oriented this year. I mean, there are going to be some questions. Does uh, does Dakota Watson, uh, one of the few guys in his 30s sure. on this team, uh, make the squad? Does Ronald Blair, one of the few holdovers from a Trent mm-hmm. Balky draft? Uh, what about Pita Taumoi-Penu, who's still just kind of flashing potential but doesn't really grasp it? to the uh, extent that they want to. I mean, these are all uh, 
questions that I'm I'm sort of curious and eager to to see answered uh, yeah. at the end of the week. Yeah, and definitely, um, you know, uh, we we're checking out uh, your no breaks and obviously you had Joshua Garnett, and definitely go check that out. We're gonna break some news later about that, but. Um, you know, with Joshua Garnett, and obviously me and Dean are both Joshua Garnett fans, and we're hoping that he kind of plays. Um, if Kyle says that's right, I mean, obviously, if Pearson's not going to play in this game four, um, obviously, you know, it's, it seems to me logically that obviously if Garnett played the, like, the last two games, um, he would have the upper hand. Uh, you know, wh- what's your take after you guys interviewed him? Um I guess David will uh, will ask you first. Yeah, well, I, I was able to sit down for for a long time with Josh, and he, he and I go mm-hmm. back a little bit further because I used to cover Stanford before. So it, it's been really fascinating to see his maturation, his development as a player. Because at Stanford, he was a mauler that just was able to bully people, and this is a guy that really ate. He had. Before the Rose Bowl in 2012, he's a true freshman. Um, included this in the in the piece today. He he they have this event called the Beef Bowl, where both teams go to this prime rib restaurant in Beverly Hills, and uh, they see who could eat the most beef. And he had uh, seven cuts of, of steak um, <laughs> as a true freshman. And that's something that you know that. That was Josh Garnett, and that's why he, um, you know, was the big 330-pound mauler at Stanford. But the uh, the 49ers need something a little bit different. The NFL needs something a little bit different. You can't just go out and bully people in the NFL. You have to be a little bit quicker. It's a, more of a precision game, and especially an outside zone scheme, that's what the price of success is. So they wanted Garnett between 300 and 305 pounds and he lost the 20 to 25 pounds over this past off season, got down to two, three Oh five. He's way more flexible. Um, that's a whole other story in and of itself is the 49ers functional strength program, which is doing yoga and this Egoscue yoga kind of stuff, which is a strength based yoga. And Garnett seems to have benefited a lot from that because what's happened and what you saw against Indianapolis especially on five plays where it seemed like he really got guys on skates in the second level is he's still a mauler. He's still strong, but he's, he's a mauler who can move now. He, he's, he's kept right. the strength while he's able to, to block in the outside zone scheme, and that's a testament to the way that he transformed his body. Now, do they trust him in pass protection? That, that's, that's the question, right. really, and that's another one. We can't, we can't answer that in the preseason. There's, there's no reason to even really oh. – broach the the subject because teams aren't running complex blitzes yet uh that's something that shanahan has to say hey my gut feeling is that this guy won't get jimmy garoppolo killed when he goes out there and that's when i'm going to start him and i think that's why mike person's a little bit ahead in the competition right now and and uh as garnett you know gets better in that regard then then uh i think we'll eventually see him start this year that's my prediction but um that's that's where okay that's where the 49ers need to be able to trust him and Matt, what's your uh, what's your prediction? Oh, <laughs> let me get Matt's prediction real quick. Matt, what what do you who do you think wins the job? Yeah, I'm with David on this, and we talked about this yesterday. That uh, it seems okay. that Josh Garnett has the bigger, the higher ceiling. There's a little bit more pop with him than in person. Uh, I think uh, Kyle Shanahan would be perfectly content to go into that Vikings game with person as the right guard. 
Um, but uh, I, I think that he wants to see Josh Garnett come and, and win it at some point. And it may be that he wins it, uh, you know, with, with a, a strong performance against the Chargers. Uh, last year they started the season with Zane Beatles as the uh, left guard, and they very quickly installed Lakin Tomlinson in week two, and he had that job for the rest of the season. Uh, certainly can see a, a similar scenario uh, this year with persons starting out at right guard against the Vikings and then uh, Josh Garnett coming in at some point thereafter and being the starter for the rest of the year. Okay, so my question's for Matt. Um, like, I'm huge on the undrafted players and the not-so-likable players. Um, why is it that everyone is so bent against Cole Hookatini? And he seems like he's the odd man out, and everybody is all about Cole Wick right now. Yeah, well, Hickatini seemed to have uh, the, the leg up in that – third tight end uh, competition to begin training camp. And lately it, it has been Colwick who's been getting all the positive buzz. Um, I think it's a, a question of consistency. Uh, I was at those two practices in Houston and uh, Cole Hickatini was uh, involved in a couple of plays that ended up being interceptions for the, the, the Texans. And they're just practice plays and you know they're not not a big deal it's not on tv it's not on this and that but uh going back to what we talked about earlier these are things that uh Kyle Shanahan looks at I mean all of those practices are filmed they're all dissected everyone is evaluated and and, and frankly uh, Hikatini didn't do very well in those uh in those practices and then uh the other day you saw that he had a chance for a, a touchdown catch and uh beautifully thrown ball by Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, the free safety came in and, and knocked it out at the last second. It was a great play by him. Uh, the question being, you know, should the tight end have done a better job of securing that pass? It, it's, it's a really interesting competition. Uh, to me, it's the tightest one right now going into this game because they're really very different players. Hickatini is more of a what they call the move tight end, the guy who uh, is going to be in motion. He'll line up in the backfield sometimes. He's he's more of the receiving tight end, and Cole Wick is more of the uh, traditional in-line blocker, sort of in the, the Garrett Selleck uh, mold. Um, and uh, uh, I, I think if, if it came down to being even between those two, Shanahan would pick Hickatini because that's um, that, that's an element that he doesn't really have on this team, especially if, if George Kittle were to go down. But um, – I think they'll end up keeping both of those guys, one on the uh, regular season roster and one on the practice squad. Okay. And then my next question, I guess I'll give it to David. Um, Do you think that DJ Jones has done enough um, out there so far with the way he chews up the running backs? He's He's a different breed. He's unique in his own way. Do you think that he's done enough to um, supersede Earl Mitchell? I think that that time is coming soon. Um, I think he's done enough, but I don't think it's the forty. I don't think the Forty ers are, are quite ready from an organizational standpoint to, to fully move on from Earl Mitchell yet. Just because um, I, I think Matt pointed out yesterday on the podcast that his contract is is fully guaranteed this year, so that always you know has a little bit of an impact on these kind of decisions. And two, I think that Earl Mitchell does also bring uh, a lot of veteran value. Uh, to the to the defensive line and 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 he knows you know he, he knows the scheme he's been around the league he knows offenses and there is I think uh, some value in having 
an older veteran there that has that kind of experience. But uh, DJ Jones has absolutely done everything that he has needed to do to show that he's the future for the 49ers at that position so far. And uh, his conditioning through the offseason, losing the weight that he needed to so that uh, um, being in shape wouldn't be an issue. That was a problem last year as he faded down the stretch. Uh, that happened to be a problem when he was at Ole Miss. Um, he is naturally a very, very strong man. And, and we've seen that as he's taken on double teams, plowed through blockers, stopped the run. And he's also done some, some pass rushing. So uh, I think the 49ers are thrilled because if you look at this, if DJ Jones pans out, you're looking at a, a, a six-rounder. And John Lynch already has a lot of late-round feathers in his cap um, between Adrian Colbert last year, uh, Julian Taylor this year is going to make the team along the defensive line, Richie James, who I think will make the team. That's going to be a little bit of a closer call. But either way, that's that, I think it's still a feather in John Lynch's cap because Richie James has – gone from seventh rounder to somebody who's going to be playing for an NFL team this year. I don't think there's any question after his preseason. So um, you would just add uh, another sixth or seventh rounder to that mix with, with DJ Jones. And that would be tremendous value for the 49ers uh, uh, when he does take over that spot. And I, and I do think it is coming. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Now, obviously um, the big question, obviously for in all the fans want to know is, you know, you went into this draft and you didn't get a pass rusher. Um, so everyone's saying, where is the pass rush going to come from? And I know we talked about, they've talked about, you know, DeForest Buckner on some packages, maybe playing, uh, obviously, in the defensive end role. Um, you know, obviously, Sheldon Day can be out there. Um, you know, what are you guys' thoughts? I mean, how, how do you, how does Soleil, you know, uh, when <laughs> when you can't bring four and it's not getting there, you know, what, what do you think their plans are to get that pass rush going? I think they're going to be rotating a lot of guys in and out of there. Um, I, I think that they were probably heartened by the fact that Solomon Thomas looked pretty good in this last game. They're, they're counting on him to, uh, to to bring quite a bit of the pass rush from uh, the defensive end spot on, on base downs, and then he'll move inside uh, to defensive tackle next to DeForest Buckner most of the time. Um, and that's that's sort of the key. They they are uh, hoping that those two guys are basically the the jaws of the trap for this uh, for this pass rush. That the uh, outside rushers are, are forcing the uh, the quarterback to, to take a step forward, and uh, in doing so, he's taking a step forward into the arms of uh, DeForest Buckner and or Solomon Thomas. That, that's a very simplification of it, uh, but um, you know that that's the idea that these that these four pass rushers who are coming, and sometimes it's five, um, are you know they, they've got distinct roles and they're they're working in concert with one another. Whereas last year it was a bit more willy nilly and there really wasn't a plan. It was just kind of get to the quarterback. Uh, it's supposed to be more organized this year, uh, although you did see a lot of pressure in that game against the Colts and not a lot of sacks. There was, there was exactly one, and uh, the Colts rushers, Andrew Luck in particular, were able to uh, scamper free. So that's not how they, they draw it up, but um, it, it was, uh, like I said, it, it, it did seem like uh, they, they did a lot uh, better job having the full array of pass rushers. Thomas was in that game, Eric Armstead. Uh, I mentioned Dakota Watson earlier. Uh, all those guys did a good job of breaking through. 
Now they just have to get the quarterback on the ground. Now, um, here's my question, uh, and I, I, don't, I don't want you guys to be very honest with this answer, too. Um, from the 49ers fans, I've always thought that this this John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were always setting up for 2019 to compete. Um, I think the fans kind of put the pressure on the 49ers um, to obviously – it'd be great if they made, made the playoffs. Um, but really, what can you tell the fans to – expect for this team as you look at this roster obviously I know it's not a full roster yet but as you look at this team what should the expectations be for the 2018 season the, the, the NFL has changed the, the, the idea of the three year four year rebuild is, is antiquated mm-hmm. in, in my opinion uh, that, that we saw this the 49ers were exhibit A we saw this last December what matters in the NFL is the quarterback play caller combination if you have one of those two you're not going to be good if you have zero of those two you're going to be terrible the 49ers last year had one of those two um obviously they, they weren't they, i don't think they were horrible last year i think they lost a lot they lost a lot of close games but they obviously even if those results had gone in their favor they, they still weren't going to make the playoffs but when the 49ers had two of two when they had both jimmy garoppolo and kyle shanahan they immediately became a team that playoff teams didn't want to play. And, and they moved, they scored 40 plus on the top defense in the league in Jacksonville. So when you see the 49ers do that in December, yes, you can say that the, the, the league will make some adjustments. There may be some regression, but also on the flip side, the talent elsewhere is better. But I think the point is that the talent elsewhere is not as significant as it used to be, given the rule changes in the NFL, making this such an offensive league. This year, it's going to be more, even more extreme in that regard, and that means that you know that sometimes you're just playing basketball on grass, and that means you need to have a quarterback who can distribute the ball, and a coach who can scheme his receivers open. 49ers have both of those. I think that immediately thrusts them into the mix this year. I, I don't see why you need to wait. What what, what are you waiting for into 2019? Some mm-hmm. a better rusher or you know a better receiver. The guys were already getting open last year for the 49ers in December. So I think that we True. saw in a small sample size what you should expect from this team this year, and that's contending right away. They didn't pay Jimmy Garoppolo $137.5 million to wait for some unspecified year down the road to be good. They, they need this to happen quickly. I'm not saying they're going to be 13-3, but I think that they're going to be right in the mix in a league that's pretty full of parity right now. Yeah. No. Uh, Matt, what, what's your thought on that? Yeah, I think that there are, are three elements that point to them um, sort of revving up uh, towards the end of the season and, and possibly going into the uh, you know, into December, into January with momentum. Uh, you know, the first one is, is the defense. It's still a young defense, and it's only going to get better with time. Uh, and so you would think that, uh, you know, if everybody stays healthy, it's going to be better at the end of the year in December than it is uh, to, to start the season. The second is the offensive line, which, uh, you know, is contingent on um, working together and cohesion. And you would think that that also would be better uh, after, I don't know, 12 games or so. And then the third is the schedule. I mean, it just it just is an easier schedule at the end. Uh, they're, they're playing uh, lesser teams, you know, based on 2017 at least, 
and uh, they're playing all their games at home almost. So uh, if if they're able to kind of hang around, uh, you know, throughout the the first part of the season, um, and then uh, they they catch fire, you put all that together with what David was talking about this uh, this wonderful Jimmy Kyle connection, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, damn straight, you, they're a team that you're not going to be wanting to play that very first weekend of the uh, of the playoffs. All right, so let, let's break this down. So. You guys obviously have your podcast, no breaks. And um, does it air a certain day of the week, or? Well, it's yeah, sort of uh, dependent on when we can get a a guest, <laughs> and uh, that's not as easy as it sounds because uh, it's uh, very hard to secure the guest and and to figure out when um, he's going to be available. But uh, we're hoping for what Monday or Tuesday during the regular season, David. Yeah, in an ideal world, we would uh, we'd be able to get that guest on a Monday if guys were in the 49ers facility. Because our goal with this podcast is to make you know ultimately make people's drives easier. Because not only in the Bay yeah. Area, but in America, people drive everywhere. And in the Bay Area, people are driving a long time to where they're going. Not so, Josh Garnett. Uh, he's he's yeah, on the Josh train. Garnett, train. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but train. even Josh Garnett on the train, he, he needed listening material. So. Uh, he could listen yeah. to his own interview now. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so people are people are spending a lot of time getting from point A to point B. So the podcast is a good way to help pass it. So getting it out earlier in the week um, would be preferable. You know, people are still excited on Monday about what happened on Sunday. So uh, we get a fresh reaction to the game and spin it forward, and then people will be able to listen whenever they want to between Monday and Monday and and the end of the week. If that doesn't work, then some some days some weeks and they come out on Wednesday. The problem is that Tuesday is the players' day off, so that's going to be hard to get a guest on Tuesday. But uh, either Monday or Wednesday, and and hopefully you know there there are benefits to Wednesday too. That will be a nice break to the middle of the week when people are in that that lull in between Sundays. Absolutely, and obviously um, the Athletic is a subscription, um, and right now you get you can get twenty percent off. Uh, if you have billed annually at three ninety nine, or you can do a monthly thing. Obviously, uh, I believe it's going for fifty nine dollars right now. Um, but we're going to give a subscription away to a Twitter question, and um, and you know what can before I let you go, last question for you guys: What can people expect expect at at the athletic that uh, they they will see uh, during the season? I mean. Well, one of the things is that we've got uh, reporters in just about every NFL city this year. Uh, Former quarterback Sage Rosenfels, for example, is is covering the Vikings. And I just read a really interesting story by him. So you're you're not just getting your your local news. You can find things out uh, with a subscription about any of the teams. And I think that comes into handy if you're in a fantasy league and you're trying to figure out who's injured, who's going to get a lot of play this weekend. Uh, there's just a lot of content, just a a huge amount of content. E- e- even I, and I'm sure David, hasn't been really able to kind of tap into it uh, altogether. Uh, but it's it's available, and uh, and it's not just football; it's every sport possible. I'm a I'm a big hockey fan, and uh, there's a lot of uh, great writing coming from Canada about that sport. So, uh, you know, just just about anything that you want, uh, you'd be getting with your subscription. Absolutely. And yeah. you can go check that out at theathletic.com uh, slash, and obviously, uh, 
Niners, obviously. Um, and you, uh, people should be ashamed if they're not following you guys already. Obviously, you two are one of the big, big guys, uh, obviously, um, at Matt Barrows and at Lombardi himself. Uh, Matt and David, thank you so much for joining. It was an honor for you to join us. And uh, we wish you guys nothing but the best. And hopefully we'll see uh, both of you guys in Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. We, we're yeah, both well. uh, on that trip. Great, great. I can't wait. Uh, drinks on, uh, you know, Miyoko can uh, pay for the drinks first, obviously, you know. Yeah, he's got you that know, TV uh, money. He should always. be paying for our drinks. That's right, as always. <laughs> <laughs> as always. Thank you guys. Well, thank you, Brian. So thanks for, for having us. us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Thank you, David. We appreciate it. Okay, and we'll be back on Niners Radio after these messages.
Uptown funk you up. Uptown funk you up. I said Uptown funk you up. Uptown funk you up. Uptown funk you up. Uptown funk you up. Come on, dance. Jump on it. If you suck dead and flown it. If you freak dead and own it. Don't brag about it. Come show me. Come on, dance. Jump on it. If you suck dead and flown it. back on Niners Radio, and we'd like to uh, congratulate, uh, let's see here, Mr. Steve Cross, um, and he won the question. The question was, name the first place that Matt Barrows wrote for, and that was the Hilton Head Island Packet. So uh, we'll be reaching out to you, and uh, yeah, win a free year subscription to that to the athletic. So, um, so yeah, very cool. So yeah, all you gotta do is download the app and subscription, go to iTunes and, uh, get that in for you. So, um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, Dina, you know, uh, we went over and made some, uh, good points with that. And, uh, you know, I, I'm still kind of rooting for Garnett and, uh, Mr. Hickettini and, um, you know, I think they both should, obviously, well, I know Garnett will make the team, but Pugatini, I, I really like him over Cole, but Wick. Um, you know, what what are your thoughts about those two? You know, I I get, I get what they're saying. He, he messed up a little bit, but his consistency over last season, bringing him to this season, and – I mean, everybody's going to have bad days. It's going to happen. Uh, Cole uh, Wick has not had the best of days in the beginning and stuff. So it's going to be hard to say what they're going to do. I I personally think that Hecatini will pull it off and make the team. Maybe Wick will make the practice squad. I don't yeah. know. And you're going back. I mean, I know, you know, obviously I had multiple conversations about this whole Garnett situation. And, you know, I, and I agree, you know, like David and Matt said, you know, um, obviously he's got more upside and, uh, you know, eventually he might take over the position, but, you know, I think he's earned it already, but I mean, that's my own opinion. Um, I'm obviously last year when he played, uh, I think he played more left guard, but, um, nothing wrong with him. Starter caliber. I just think Garnett's. Again, you know, he brings a little bit more to the table. So, um, especially with him losing all that weight and, 
Yeah, definitely go listen to their podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And, you know, we got our – obviously, there's a lot of us going to the Green Bay Monday night football game. And uh, oh, what week is that? That is week uh, six. Um, so uh, go check out Niners Radio. Obviously, we will have all the meet and greet that will be on Sunday night um, from three to six. Uh, $50 all you can eat and drink. And then, obviously, I think the bar is open to midnight or something. Um, and then, obviously, on um, Monday Night Football. So, um, cannot wait for that. Uh, we should be getting our tickets. Uh, we have a group. Uh, we had a, we did a group uh, ticket thing with Green Bay, and luckily we uh, got tickets for that. Um, so, it, you know, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a fun time. And, you know, Matt Miyoko, Matt Burroughs, David, uh you know, they're all going to be out there, um, and it's been fun. You know, <laughs> we had three years in Chicago, uh, and we get to uh, take take uh, the road trip to Green Bay this year. So it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a real fun time. So, um, you know, with that being said, you know, you start – I guess we have to start going over the depth charts here. Um, and like I said, you know, there's 30 – what. 34 now, right? Yeah, I think, I think it's 30, down to 34 players will be cut um, Saturday. And, you know, uh, like we talked to players in the past, you know, it, all the players call them the Grim Raper, and that's a, you know, obviously interim that goes gets them, uh, tells them to bring their, their playbook to the office. They have cabs and vans sitting outside to take them to the airport or wherever they need to go. And, uh, you know, it's a scary thing for players, you know. Um, you know, we had uh, a former player that was on the uh, Philadelphia Eagles last year. He's like, well, either I'm going to work back at Walmart or I'm going to be on an NFL team. And it's kind of just scary. That's how it is. I mean, it's just real realistic. Um, but, you know, you start going over the uh, this uh, – and everyone's got their predictions, who's going to make the team, who who won't. Uh, but, you know, I, I think I'm safe to say that my prediction, um, just going over wide receiver, because that's obviously a position. You know, I think they do keep six wide receivers. Um, you know, I think it's Pierre Garçon, Dante Pettis, uh, Kendrick Bourne. You know, obviously Marquise Goodwinner, number one, Trent Taylor, um, and Richie James. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, obviously, people, you know, are still saying, you know, they could put Victor Bolden on the since he's being suspended. They could still hold on to him for those four games, um, and then obviously, you know, you have Ruben Foster, who won't count against the roster um, for the first two games. So then, keep a player for extra two games until. He comes back, then obviously there there would be a transition there. So, um, so yeah, I mean it's gonna be interesting. Um, you know, the other one is the running backs. You know, obviously I think they, you know, McKinnon, Breed are locks. You know, I think Alfred Mo- Morris is a lock right now. Mostert's a lock, and you know. Even though it's not a, <laughs> they still consider a running back. Uh, Use check is a lock. You know, I, 
Joe Williams. You know, what, what are they going to do with Joe Williams, right, Dina? I mean, you put him on IR, you save him another year, what, you know, what would you do with Joe Williams? <laughs> you know, I would dump him. <laughs> I would dump him. I'm sorry. But he's going <laughs> to go on IR more than likely. I don't know. I just, it's frustrating that he hasn't been able to play yeah. yet and do anything. Every time he's out there, he's hurt. So, I mean, I would, I really wanted to see what he could do, but when I look at our players that we have, I feel that we have a good group of players already, and I don't see the need in keeping him at this point. So. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, it's – I know, I, you know I mean, there's, there's an argument for McNicholas to – McNichols too, but – you know, you're you're really getting the same back. And, you know, it's something that we talked about in this preseason uh, for these shows. You know, you need that power back, and they were hoping Joe Williams could get it done. You know, I think they had Alfred Morris in their back pocket the whole time. They knew they can call him and get him on the roster. And, uh, you know, Joe Williams, unfortunately, got hurt. Um, you know, I, I don't think they liked – you know, before he got hurt, I don't think he, they liked, you know, game one was really good for Joe Williams against Dallas. Game two, not so much. You know, so it's tough. It's tough. Um, and as well, I think, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and C.J. are quarterbacks. I don't see Nick Mullins making the team. Uh, he's probably released and probably tried to put back in the practice squad. Um, I know there's a lot of love for Nick Mullins, but um, as far as talent, yeah, CJ's still got the more talent. I know there was a – I forgot who, who wrote it. Uh, I think there was something out there today about do, do the 49ers need to trade for a backup quarterback? No. <laughs> no, I, I would stick with CJ. Uh, he knows the system. You know, uh, what, what are your thoughts on CJ, Dina? I would keep CJ. CJ is really good under pressure. If there's no pressure, then, you know, he, like right now there's not really any pressure, you know. But when it comes yeah. season, he showed a lot of heart. He was tough. I, I don't think you throw somebody away like that already. I think you give, you give him this chance to put him back and back up sure. again. Sure. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Why not, you know? Um You know, and the other thing, obviously, you know, we could look at the offensive line. I think we all know who's going to make it. Joe Staley, uh, Tomlinson, Person, Bridgeburg, Magnuson probably, um, Garnett, Cooper. I think a surprise ad is Coleman Shelton. I like him. I, I think they try to keep him somehow. Do you think they'll keep Cooper? I do. Yeah, I, I think, think they he's do. Gonna be I think he's going to be a surprise cut. I kind of so? have a feeling he might be one of their surprise cuts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. The offense is kind of easy. Let's go to the defense. Okay. That's where it gets confusing. Um, you know, Solomon Thomas, obviously, Marsh, Tuche, Dakota Watson, obviously. I mean, the, those are obviously all the questions. Um Earl Mitchell, like I said on Twitter, I, I think he's a surprise cut. I, I don't think he – but um, I, I wasn't aware that it was guaranteed money, so maybe obviously – I was going to say, 
I, I was aware of that, that. So that wouldn't have been a that wouldn't have been a question. I yeah. wouldn't even ask that question if I had a known yeah. that I missed that part. But that is funny. Yeah. But I do agree that DJ Jones is he is going to be the replacement mm-hmm. of Mitchell whenever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Defoe, hell no. <laughs> uh, he could have been terrible in camp and still make the team. Uh, Sheldon Day, he's a superstar in the making. You know, uh, Julian Taylor, obviously, you know, you had that one player that you're like, wow. Yeah. And he was definitely in it this year. Um, that guy can play any position on the defensive line and produce. Uh you know, he – that that guy, he's just – when Julian Taylor and Sheldon Day are, you know, obviously in their um, their packages, uh, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people are a little freaked out about the Sam, okay? Dina, just, just say his name. Mark who? <laughs> Zacha. Zocha? Zocha? Zacha. Zacha? Zacha. Okay. Yep. Zacha. Okay. I, I think he stays on the team for now. I think he gets cut. I think he's the guy that gets cut probably after <clears throat> game uh, week two. <coughs> no. Um, you know, and, and then obviously there's, you know, the question about PETA. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, like yeah, like Matt was saying. Oh. I don't want to see him cut. I really don't. But yeah, he hasn't. Yeah. He hasn't had that big breakout or a big explosive. Uh, he hasn't really done anything tremendous. You know, he's just kind of like a just a standard, a, just like a flatline guy. Everything's the same. It's always the mellow same way with him. There's never this big moment. He hasn't really shown anything big yet, and he's good. Yeah. He's not that he's bad. He just stays kind of on the border of blah, you know, where everybody else is having an explosive situation somewhere, you know, in the games, and he's he's not. He's just kind of like, meh. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. You know, um, so what's going to happen at Mike at game one, right? So Minnesota – if I if, if I'm a bet man, I would imagine Brock Coyle starts, and Fred Warner rotates with him. I would imagine that's what they want to do, and that'll be obviously versus uh, Minnesota and Detroit. I think that's what happens. Uh, Brock Coyle started at least at middle linebacker before, so um, not that Fred Warner couldn't do it. Fred Warner has been amazing. I think he's led tackles in all all three of these games, and you'll, you'll, we'll probably see a lot of Fred Warner tomorrow, actually. But you know, um, another guy that I really hope makes a team, since we're on linebackers, is uh, Elijah Lee. I mean, this guy's been impressive, and he can cover. I mean, so I, I know a lot of people think Corey Toomer's an automatic, but I don't know. I don't know about don't that know. either. Tumor's another one that's just kind of like, mm. yeah. I'd love to see him make it, but he's just kind of like, eh, I'm here. It's I don't you know I don't know what he does in practice and stuff, but what I've seen on the field, it's not there's not this big imp- 
depression going on. Yeah, and and the big thing is, you know, as we grow on over this roster, um, and it's another person, Malcolm Smith. When he's healthy, he is damn good. Okay, another guy who can't stay healthy. You know, so you you start looking at these guys, right? You start looking at uh, the Jimmy Wards, right? Malcolm Smith, Ruben Foster. He keeps on getting. <laughs> I mean, he's making great hits, but he's got to realize when. Hey, that, <laughs> when maybe. That, you know. Maybe Patrick Willis will come in and help <laughs> Ruben Foster since he's already made uh, he a statement. He's already put out there. He's already put out there that Ruben needs to hit, uh, protect his body, uh, save his body, and all this stuff. Maybe, yeah. just maybe, he's hinting that he's willing to work with Ruben Foster and tell him how to do it and show him. Maybe. 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 Yeah. It'd be nice. Our defensive end, Eric Armstead, he's another one. You know, you look at his games last year before he got hurt. I know there was only a couple, but, you know, once again, you know, when he's on the field, he's a very good player. He just, you know, I think that's what's going to come down to again. You know, can these guys stay healthy? You know, um, Richard Sherman, you know, you look good in game three. Um, you know, what happens when he has to go the, the full game? We don't know. You know, obviously in his last, uh, when he was asked, you know, what percentage, he said 85%. Well, you probably need Richard probably around 90% for the season. But we'll see how that works out. Um Kale Witherspoon looks good. Greg Mabin's probably going to make this team, and it pisses me off. <laughs> this guy does not deserve a roster spot, but it is what it is. You know, um, and they people he like make you know. It or does uh, he, or does I, I think he probably make does. It? I don't know. I don't know. You know I, I, like I said, you know, Mosley McFadden, you know, those guys can play the backup. Safety roles, they can, you know, they can do a lot of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, could maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe can play backup safety roles too. But, you know, here's a problem. Yeah, Obviously, you know, you have Quan Williams in your nickel spot, and you have Jimmy Ward obviously backing him up for that one as well. Um, you know, when Richard Sherman needs to take a break and comes out, we're putting in Jimmy Ward. Well, at least that's what the depth chart will tell you, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, free safety, Adrian Colbert, Tart. Those are locks. Looks like D- DJ Reed's going to make the squad. You know, who backs up Joquiski Tart, though? I don't that, know. We don't, ha- we, don't, we don't really have a backup for Tart, really. There's nobody that, I mean, not that's. I mean, X, like X and Junior was back at home, but I, I don't think he's going to make yeah, squad. You know, he's not even I think in they the were same. Hoping... Yeah, I think I mean, they were trying to really hold him or but, uh, you yeah. know, obviously he's been up and down too. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Mm. So, what we're going to do here is we're going to take a quick break. Uh, if anyone wants to call call in, 
Uh, we're going to open the phone lines at area code 516-418-5532. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to talk about rumors. And uh, after that, yeah, we're going to, uh, well, I guess, you know, obviously um, talk about the last game for tomorrow, what to expect. And we'll go from there. So uh, we'll be right back after these messages. And this is sponsored by The Niner Empire. We'll be right back, guys.
Back on Niners Radio. And there we go. <laughs> I still love that song. Love it. Love it. So obviously, uh, go to NinersRadio.com um, after every game. Um, obviously, we will do a live Facebook. And uh, we will talk, take all your questions there and uh, kind of break down the games. Uh, so... Um, and our our reporter Brian Davis um, will do all the after games updates as well. And uh, you know, going into this last season game, what do you really see? Yeah, you see players that have like obviously you know people you want to pay attention to the right guard position. See what Garnett does. See what the tight ends do. Um, there won't be any Jimmy Garoppolo. There won't be any, usually not many starters go on there. If they do, it's more for just reps, and then they get them out of there. So, um, so we'll see. We're, we're going to find out here. Um, sorry, sorry, trying to multitask here, Dina. Um, so yeah, uh, once again, uh, theathletic.com, uh, was the question, theathletic.com. So, uh, go check out there and yeah, it's a free seven day, uh, trial and then you can, uh, get the subscription from there. And obviously, you know, anyone that's read Matt Burrow stuff, I mean, it's all great stuff and, uh. You know, David is just as good. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to uh, see what they have to write coming up this season. And then um, we have a couple articles dropping this week. And uh, obviously it will be after the 40-man roster. And what to expect for that Minnesota game. You know, here's my whole thing about the Minnesota game. Um, as we go in the Minnesota game, that you know, the only good thing is you hope Minnesota's off just a little, <laughs> and you hope to get out, you sneak out of there with a win. Um, sometimes that happens that first game. It's a sloppy game, and you know the ball bounces your way, and you get out of there with a win. That's what you're hoping for. That's what you're hoping for. So, um, you know, uh, you know, what's your uh, what's your what's your take on the Minnesota, Dina? You you think we got any chance going into that game or no? 
there's always a chance. Any given Sunday, any given day, the ball can change. You got the new helmet rule. That can really change a game. We've seen it change games this last few weeks. If, you know, yeah. one team will be doing really good way out there, and all of a sudden that one rule comes in and, you know, a back-to-back, back and it's all back to – they're back to – a whole new ball game again. So it's hard to say what's going to happen. I mean, if we can control the penalties and defense and offense both show up, I think we can stay pretty consistent with them. I don't think that they're that great team that they were last season, the Vikings. I think they've got yeah. a lot of new things going on. And who knows? I mean, it depends. You know, Cousins doesn't always show up on those games sometimes, so – Sometimes it just has a flat game. So it'll, it'll be fun and interesting. I mean, it is a road trip, so it might be, you know, it's Jimmy's first game out of the season, and a lot of the players, you know, it might be a little tough for him. And it's, it's a defense is still young. so But if that defense can hold their own and come out like they came out last week, I think they've got a good chance. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Um yeah, so next week we're supposed to have um, Jose Santana drop in brick by brick. So I don't know. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about the game, but I don't know how much we'll get in for that. So, you know, I, I'm not going to give a prediction yet, but, um, you know, I, I think the 49ers got a shot. I, I really do. I really do. Um, and obviously this, uh, this coming Saturday is uh, – Obviously, the most popular day for NFL fantasy drafts. Um, I know we're doing ours uh, at one thirty this week, so uh, you know we'll see, we'll see. Uh, so I, you know, I wish everyone the best out there for fantasy. And uh, just quickly, you know, I think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo definitely uh, finally get someone that you can get in fantasy. Uh, maybe a Trent Taylor, you know, someone that uh, I don't know, I can't say too many names here, but <laughs> I don't want to give my draft away. But hey, no, uh, let them draft away because they're on eleventh bye. Yeah. They'll be dumb like me and end up with the whole team eleventh <laughs> bye. And I didn't even do all Forty ers I did another team. <laughs> and that team's the bye on the eleventh. But the good thing on that note was. The commissioner <laughs> of the league didn't make him and a few others didn't make it, so they voted today to redo the whole thing. So I have to redo my thing, which is a good thing because now I have to stress over my bye week on the 11th of all my players not being able to play. So, yeah. hey, I got I got lucky. <laughs> well, but, you know. Make sure you check your bye weeks, people. Dina didn't. I want to redo Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And our former uh, tight end that we should never got rid of, Mr. Delaney Walker, should be good to go for our first week. Uh, that's your fantasy draft update there. And uh, yeah. yeah, and from the 49 ers side, uh, you know, all indication is McKinnon will be ready to go, Brito will be ready to go, um, pretty much all of our stars will be ready to go. Yeah, Kittles. Yeah. Yeah, Kittle's be another one out there, you know, in the draft. Uh, people I will think be, he's gonna I'm be, sure will be targeting. Was, yeah. That was the thing is I had Kittles, and I was all excited because I got Kittles. I had tried to get Kittles on the other one, and I couldn't get him. Everybody <laughs> had tried to get on my other league, 
I could not get, and then this one I could get everybody I wanted, and then they want to redo it now. I'm like, who am I to say no? Everybody else voted yes. <laughs> that would be the only no. No. Well, this is, but, this is the first time that I'm going into a fantasy draft with all 49er fans, right? So they're all of them, all 49er fans. So um, so this should be, should be pretty cool. But, yeah, I see someone taking Jimmy Garoppolo in the first round. <laughs> yeah. Some way, gonna, it's going to be stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, so they can say they have them. To, I'm like, exactly. That's um, how you're gonna lose yeah. your fantasy. I mean, I don't know though. You got like when you have people in the fantasy that are into the fantasy league. Like you've probably got a lot of people that's done it for years. I think they know how yeah. to draft a little bit better than like the leagues I'm in or people that's really never done it before, or oh. for you know first timers or two time. You know they've been there two times or some females that are just picking names because they're guys that they're just like, oh, yeah, he's good-looking, let me pick him, kind of thing, and not yeah. really know. Those are the ones I'm with, and they're, like, they're all over the boards. I mean, they're picking, like, kicker in the third. I'm like, what the hell? I don't pick a, you know, defense in the second round. I'm like, what the hell is going on here when I've seen them all fly up there? I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Am I doing it wrong? And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it wrong. These people are. <laughs> quarterback in the first. I would have. That quarterback. I would love to go back and do a draft from like the '89 season, where you had Joe Montana, Jerry, you know, Jerry Rice, and uh, all, all these guys. But you know, oh my gosh, that'd be fun. Jerry Rice, Dude, Joe Montana. Grade. I'm sure I, be... I get I get better grades on mock drafting than I do on fantasy league. Right. Yeah, I'm like, oh my know. god. This is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I get a B I get a B plus in mock drafting and I get a D in my first fantasy league part. I'm like, okay, well I have good players. Not my fault that you just think they're D's. Yeah, exactly, right? What the hell? <laughs> I don't what know who grades that crap, but when you're grading some of the guys I have on my one team, I'm like, sure. the hell you guys know that I don't know. They're all playing. Oh. Yeah. No, exactly. And then, yes- exactly. and then yesterday's draft, I ended up with a lot of people on, you know, questionable. And I was like, I get a C plus. So I'm like, now how do I get a C plus with all the questionable guys? <laughs> <laughs> Which I know they're going to play, but that's not the point. It's all questionable. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, kind of going after from fantasy to reality. Um, I know everyone's talking about Khalil Mack. <laughs> and uh obviously there's there's been some crazy rumors out there. And I put one that uh it, well it wasn't a source. But, you know, it was something that was just out there and it was kind of crazy, you know. Uh you know, trade in Colbert Foster and a first round pick for Mac, and I was like, "There's no way I would do that. No way. Uh, uh-uh. that's way too much." You know, and it, Brian it, actually, it, Brian actually yeah. tweeted this saying that it was a rumor, and re- Brian, yeah. Brian got his first his first hate. Welcome to the hate. Yeah, me and Grant, me and Grant are always hated on. And always dealing with it, but Brian never gets the hate. But he's he got the hate <laughs> love last night. 
Yeah, it wasn't like I said I reported it. I'm not saying that you know it was official. You know, uh, you know, I just throw it out there. I was like, there's, you know, if there's any truth to this, there's no way that Kyle would make that trade. No way. But then you had some fans uh, that said, I I do it. I'm like, what? <laughs> now NFL update. Obviously, you know, someone that's 98% right usually the time. You know, they said that obviously Mac was available. Um, but the starting bid was, you know, two two first round picks. And everyone's like, "Well, yeah, let's do it." Kind of slow it down here. Let's see what happens. But the whole thing is, you know, he's under, you know, he, he's in his fifth year. He's going to be a free agent next year. If he didn't sign, if he says, I, "I'm not signing with the Raiders," why would you give up two first round picks when he could just walk next year? Yep. Now I'm not too I'm not too sure if they can franchise him next year, but I think if he's unrestricted, I, think I don't think they, they can. can. I don't know. They can. Somebody said they thought they can. Oh, that's well. Um, if that's correct. Then that's that, that's. I, I know that that was a question on one of the Twitter things, and whoever I can't remember who was talking about it, but I was involved in it, the conversation, and I asked that question, and the guy said yes, they could. Now. My thing is, I don't think, I think that Mac doesn't even leave the Raiders. I think the Raiders are putting it out there and just getting through preseason because they don't need him to play. They know what he can do. He doesn't have to play. They don't mind getting that $84,000 every time he doesn't play because he has to pay 84000 every single time he doesn't pay uh, play. So he's already done three, so he's done his fourth one. I think they sign him. I think they do something with him right before season starts. I don't think they let him go. I think they've put it out there, and if somebody takes him, fine, but they want what they want, and I don't think they're going to back right. down. They're, you know, And if somebody's willing to give them that, then, yeah, they're going to let him go. But if I think they've put sure. their numbers out there, what they want, and they want those two round, first-round picks. So if you definitely want him, that's what you're going to give because we're not changing our mind. Um, but I don't think anybody's going to give. You know, I, th- I thought that Jets might, but Jets aren't really pushing, so I don't think Jets are. No, no, uh-uh, no. I know the Bills, no, yeah, the like you said, Bills, the Bills said that yeah. that was a little too high for our, our liking. So. And De- Detroit said the same thing, nah. So I think yeah. I think he stays with the Raiders. I think it ends up being there. I think that they put their number out there, and if somebody's willing to take it, then they'll let them have their headache. If not, they don't mind hopping, keeping him and having one more year. Listen, in the Madden world, it would be nice to get you know, some kind of combo like that with Ruben Foster. and uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to have something like that again. Uh, I mean, obviously we were very, you know, very lucky to have, you know, obviously Bowman and Willis on our team. You know, speaking of Willis, uh, Matt Miyoko had him on. Uh, definitely go check out that podcast. Um, you know, he's he definitely had something to say. So, <laughs> uh but no, he is not coming back, guys. <laughs> He's I'm um, retired. That I'm not coming back. So, um, so all the people that we're hoping for, um, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would love for it to happen. <laughs> I thought he had a couple more years left in in that old body of his. But, um, my my personal opinion, he's still a first ball ballot Hall of Famer. Um, there's a lot of first by Hall of Famers coming up for the 49ers, but 
Uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. Oh. I tell you, I, I'm right I just got a question. Uh, somebody just okay. asked a question to me. What do we expect in this game this week in preseason? Um, there's really nothing. It, there's nothing for me to expect. I don't expect us to go in there uh, looking to win. We don't have our starters in there. Um, it nah. just gives the coaches one more time to look at the players that they're looking at still. Um, it gives them one more chance to make the team, and you know, and and that's you know, it's just the last fight that they have. And if they you know can yeah. show something that they haven't shown, then it gives the coaches something to think about. I mean, I think it's what Saturday they have to be have their roster cut down by one p.m. Yep. Yeah, one p.m. So, uh, Pacific time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So Absolutely. I mean, just give them Absolutely. one more time to really look over the ones that they're probably thinking about cutting, and see if there's mm-hmm. anybody that they think that they see something that they can keep. Um, the second part to that question is why do the fourth one? Why not do three? Well, you could do the three two, and cut this fourth game out, but it's going to be the exact same uh, answer. You do the third game. That's exactly what we do on the third game. If they cut it down to three games, it's exactly the same scenario. They would not play any starters, and nothing changes. So either way, it doesn't matter. Three, four games in preseason doesn't really matter. It's going to be the same answer for the very last game for me. Now we we know we know in 2020 when the the next uh, CBA is up. Obviously, um, they do want to take one preseason game and add to the regular season. Mm-hmm. So there would be 18 games, um, right. and that's a possibility. That's a possibility, and I think it will happen. Um, as long as the owners get their money, they don't care if it's regular season or preseason. Um, yes, it's a revenue issue. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And no one cares about the fourth game. Um, like I said, uh, you know, obviously we signed uh, Jaquan Gardner. It's a three-year contract. I don't get the three years, but whatever. Um, so I'm sure he'll get some snaps. Uh, you know, the fourth game is really just to run the ball and get people out of there safe. <laughs> and if you, you know, have any questions, think, you know, put them in, put the ball in their hands. I think the whole Jaquan thing is that Jaquan was in our camp. Um, he was a fast yeah. learner. He He listened well. He did everything they wanted him to do. Uh, no problems. He caught on to everything really fast, so, and they really liked him. His, if you look at his college film, the guy is good. Um, so I think maybe that's a, you know, maybe there that extra body is looking at, you know, maybe putting him on the practice squad eventually or something. They're not gonna let him go as fast as you think you'll let him go. Um, Wilson, no. there's Wilson too. You know, nobody's talking about Wilson. You know, nobody's saying a whole lot about Wilson, but Wilson's not. A, he's He's got a burst that he had comes out with. He's not bad. Um, yeah. So what do they do with him? You know, it's going to be some of these are going to be sad cuts that we don't want to see go, and then some are probably going to be like, why do we still have this one? We don't need him. Sure. And don't be surprised, you know, Doomerville gets signed back with this, or somebody like Eric Reed gets signed back with this. These are possibilities. That they bring Eric Reed back, 
so yeah, especially and if you're looking cuff, for, I guess we should go. I guess we should mention that Chancellor James got cut yesterday, and Max McCaffrey yeah. got cut due waved. to injured injuries. So waived injuries. Yeah, he just so he just had surgery. So no, they're not going to fill up a roster spot in the next twelve hours. <laughs> so yeah, I don't no. see them signing anyone else. Um, nope. That would make no sense. So, I mean, yeah. So, um, obviously, the game is unless you're in San Francisco again <laughs> or California, you can see on 49ers.com. If not, um, I've been banned from doing live stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Are you banned for good or just for? Um, Yeah, I still can't. I I tried it today, and I still can't do any live stuff. So basically, last last week, I got got someone reported that I was doing the live feed. Um, So they shut it down, so I restarted it. I'm like, whatever. So then Facebook contacted me through Messenger. I'm like, are you serious? So I was suspended from doing live Facebook, but that was supposed to be done 40 hours after the game and it's still on, so I have to go check well, that. Did, uh, I make- well, I noticed that Justin quit playing his, too, so I don't know. I didn't I didn't see anything. I didn't ask him. Um, yeah. Desert West? Yeah. I was going to uh, see if he got his <laughs> shut down, too, or if he just sure. kept doing it. Because he was at a bar. Yeah. I think he was at a bar just letting it go. But, uh, yeah, that kind of, mm. it, it sucks because of people that can't watch it. And it's, it was nice of you guys to do that for them. I mean, they were all appreciate it, but I'm, it's yeah, sad it's that trying, somebody yeah. had to be a jerk and run for other people that can't see it. I mean, you know, we have fans all over the United States and the UK yeah. and Germany. They don't get to watch Absolutely. these games. At, or if they do, they're hours later, you know, they're not, and they're seeing all of us, you know, we're all putting stuff out there on Facebook and they're sitting there going, ah, I can't see it. Or why do you guys put that out there or whatever? So it was kind of nice to see that they could all watch it at the same time we were watching it. And a lot of comments and stuff yeah, were kind of. Like so, it was about three, uh, about three, close to three, three, 330 people watching. There was a couple of them that were from the UK watching it. And uh, all it took was one bad apple to report it. I was like, huh, jealous much? <laughs> I was like, see, now you got room for everyone. Yeah, and, I was and like, it's you sad know, that that happens. Whatever. I, mean, I personally I think all preseason should be televised. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they they all should be televised, but uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, And then the whole thing on that was... You know, it was like in the middle of the day, and then NFL Network wasn't going to replay it until like nine o'clock um, Pacific time the following day, and that was at nighttime. I was like, "Why would someone want to wait that long?" Mm. So well, by then you've already saw you've by then you've already seen yeah. everyone talking about it. You've already seen all the highlights. It, I mean, of course. Somebody like you and I, we record it, so we can see all that because we always look it over and we watch the film and all that stuff. But for a fan fan who doesn't do that, that just wants to watch the game, who wants – I mean, I'd be frustrated if I had to 
come on Facebook or whatever and see all the people talking about all the stuff that I haven't seen yet or whatever. It would be hard to do. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna bring someone on here. Uh Mr. Parker is with us. Uh me and Dina's uh older friend for a long time. Mr. Parker, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, man. Just uh <clears throat> living day by day, man, and uh trying to get my scoop on the Niners, man, as okay, much so as possible. Be- so before we go on Niners, uh, you know, I know you're a huge A's fan. Yeah, you you, you must be excited about that, huh? I tell you, you must this be much, very man. excited. Uh, I am. It's the last time I seen the World Series. You know, and I, a lot of Giants fans like Dina, you know, and other people like yourself <laughs> that really pick on me a lot. You know, and I, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big sport. You know, I, I don't. I, I have a lot of sure. thick skin. So the last time I watched the, the World Series, you know, as for everybody that don't know. You know, last time I watched the World Series, I was eight years old. So, I was a kid. Wow. So, you know, for me to see, you know, this 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 team, this team is actually could potentially, you know, um, yeah. pretty much uh, be be the core for the next, I'm talking about the next uh, four or five, maybe even six years, you know, um, because we've got new ownership. We don't have the owner that we used to have. Um, for me to get, for me to see this stuff, man, it's, it's like magical in my eyes. You know, it's like almost like, in a sense, you know, watching the Raiders, man, for so many years, and they never get no, no wish, you know, period, uh, on a team that could potentially win some for for the city of Oakland, period. So, for me to for me to be on that side of the fence, not a, you know, knowing me, I'm not a Raider fan, but for me to, you know, for me to see that with the A's, man, it, it, it's it's real special for me, man. It's, it's, I can't really contain myself. I, I, I've been really acting a fool, you know. I mean, it's over. It's, it's been over 25 years, man. So. You know, I can't, I can't keep my, I can't contain myself, man. I'm, I'm really, really, really excited because these dudes come out loose and they come out wanting to win and feel like they can win every game. They have proven that, yeah. you know, in the last since, since June 15th. So, uh, you know, um, we're we're right to think of it, man, to to really make a make a long postseason push, and for the for the not for yeah. the naysayers out there, for the people who don't believe in this team. And if you just hate them, you got to watch them, man. You got to watch these dudes. These dudes are really yeah. they, they, they're the real deal, man. They're really gonna be they're really gonna be for real for the next couple of years, man. So I'm really excited to see that. So I'm I'm just happy, man. I'm just gloating right now. Yeah, fun team to watch, and uh, unfortunately, the Giants tried the Yankees' way and failed. <laughs> yeah, like the Yankees, I, I, but but that's for another I day. Let's, let's talk some forty nine. Yeah, let's talk some forty nine football here. So, uh, okay. you know, obviously after game three, um, and I think that's starting to change too, you know. Everyone calls that the dress rehearsal. Um, you know, a lot of teams weren't starting people in game three, which I was a little shocked by. And people are like, no, that's kind of changing. I mean, so, uh, you know, to this, up to this three, three games, obviously, you know, um, yeah. you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, are hyping the 49ers this year. And uh, for for every indication that, as well as they should, um, you know, I, I do think they're you know we need to we need to just calm on the brakes a little here, and uh, you know see uh, definitely in that Minnesota game. That, what a way to come out and uh, test to see what the team really can do. But uh, right. 
you know, you start looking at the depth charts and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, you always have that one guy come out and, you know, obviously I think, uh, I think we're all, uh, you know, safe to say it was Julian Taylor this year. And, um, you know, Julian Taylor and Sheldon Day, you know, that obviously makes them excited. And uh, obviously, you know, a lot of our pass rushers will be coming from the inside, some with the outside. Um, now, as a as a huge fan, um, are you worried about the pass rush, or do you think Soleil will get it right? Okay. Um, I can tell you this much. Me, first of all, I want to cover what you said earlier, you know, about, you know, game three being a dress rehearsal. I feel as though, you know, my heart is a fan, you know, and everybody had their different opinions about how they feel. If, you, if you're working to keep a job, you know, and, and, be, and working to become a potential starter uh, with the Niners period, you come in from day one. I'm talking about from OTAs and, tra- and, and training camp. You know, you do what you're supposed to do. And even from the beginning of the preseason, you know, you start dress rehearsal begins the first game of the preseason. You know, I don't think it's a last. So, I mean, the thing is, is I think more players get more playing time because it's actually, you know, it's, it's – the, the show before the show, you know. So I think, uh, you know, the, the dress rehearsal starts at the beginning. Um, now, I I really can't with the pass rush. I don't know, you know. I don't know because of course you never see you never see the formula of what we're really going to put out, uh, you know, um, in the in the regular season. So you know, I just I, what I think is that you get a mix of you know you you pretty much put pieces in. You you put certain pieces in that's been consistent. And you take some pieces out. Um, depending on how the game goes, because, of course, they don't count. So you try to mesh in with different people to see what works. And and it, it, depending on besides the injuries, you do what you can by put, by mixing those pieces up. It's almost like playing chess, you know, or playing checkers. You, you you get certain pieces and you put them together and you, you plug them in to see if this is what you're going you want, to. You want to tour around with them to see if this is what you want to uh, um, move with going forward, and you just mix it up with different guys. But um, – you know, with, with the passers, I don't know. Um, of course, as a fan, knowing me, you know, of course, y'all see my post, you know, and Dina, I've seen my post. I may seem like an outrageous fan, like I don't have, have any sense of knowledge about the game, but I do. You know, I just don't. My thing is, is that I wear my heart on my sleeve, you know, and even if it's preseason, man, I feel like, you know, those those guys go out there to play for potential jobs, you know, in, in the regular season. So, of course, if I get a little erratic, that's me. But, um uh, but I, I really do believe, you know, um, that it won't be as bad as people may seem it, it, it's going to be. You know, we may be missing a, a piece here or a piece there, but I don't think it's going to be really bad. You know, um, I overheard Dina um, talking about, uh, you know, them bringing Elvis Dumerville back. Um, they just very very well may bring him back. I don't understand why. You know, I mean, I understand, I understand why as far as him probably, you know, getting released from him because, of, you know, age, you know, or, you know, they want to go younger, things like that. But he, but he's been he's been consistent for us and there has never been a drop off. So I don't understand that cut. Um, but if they do bring him back, he'll be a valuable asset to the team, um, as well as as well as other people that's that's on the team that's, uh, that's been been with the team for maybe a lot of a year or two. That's trying to get their feet wet and trying to establish himself within, within the deep, defense. But um, you know, um, like I said, a few pieces here and there. I don't I don't think it's going to be as bad as it, as it seems. As people hyping it up to be, I believe it's going to be fairly decent. I don't think we're going to have a super stout defense. We're going to have enough to where we disrupt some people, but I don't think it's going to be over the top like people hyping it up to be. 
No, I get it. No, you're dead on about that. You're dead on about that. Now, the tough question I, I've had for a lot of people this year is, you know, from a 49ers fan, you know, you have you have this expectation. You have, you know, certain pieces there in the field that we didn't have last year. They're healthy, right? Uh, right. You know, what, what are your expectations this year as a 49er fan? My expectation is always is to be a little bit better than last year. You know, I don't want to blow smoke up. I don't excuse my friends. I want to blow smoke up my ass or anybody else's ass about what's going on. You know, I've been. I, I may not study about the team religiously like a, like I'm a GM or something because that's not my forte. I don't. I don't ever want to get into it like that. But I, I pretty. I, I think I pretty got. I have a, a good knack for the, for the team to understand what's going on. Uh, I believe um, we're going to be a little bit better. I, I think maybe even more than a little bit better than what we had last year, just because of, you know, uh, we had, you know, we had a lot of mistakes last year. You know, I think we only had, we had no choice but to go up. I don't think we can have the same, the same repeat season that we did last year. You know, I, I believe we're going to look at some things and correct it a lot, correcting things a lot. And um, we're going to move forward. I mean, I don't think we're going to wow. I mean, we're going to wow some people. I mean, for the new age fans, I believe. But I'm saying for us, for us 49 fans who've been around, I believe, you know, we'll be excited. Of course, as a fan, you want to be excited and hope that we go far. But just just coming down back into reality, um, we'll be satisfied with, 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 with uh, this season being a little bit more better. Or I should say way more than a little bit uh, better than, um, than last year. You know, it's interesting. You, know, you start looking at these, uh, you know, what we have as far as depth and that. And uh, as tonight, we found out a couple of things. You know, you have Pierre Gerson, who after this year is a team option for his last three years of his contract. Most likely, they'll probably let him go. And then you have, uh, obviously, people like, you know, Earl Mitchell is guaranteed. That's probably why he's going to stay on the team. Uh, but then you have Jimmy Ward's, you know, guaranteed $8 million that, you know, no one's going to be able to touch. Um, you know, if you're playing the GM, you know, let's take Jimmy Ward for example. Um, would you have handled that uh, situation with Jimmy Ward a little differently? You think, or would you have kept as him on, as, as knowing far, that we have? As far, as far as keeping him, as far as I mean, what you what I want to do yeah. with him? Yeah, um, yeah. As far as keeping him, I, I mean, like, like I said, I don't want to feel like I'm coming off. I'm coming off, you know, uh, you know, as 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 a as a regular. As a, one of those delusional fans, I don't ever want to come off as that because I want to be able to rectify it. Nor, nor you know, I don't want. I don't think I have to prove myself for people, but I, I want to be able to set the record straight because a lot of folks always get that misconception because we live in a we live in a day and age where you know you, you can't really identify who's a true friend and who's not a true friend. You know, because of a lot of the bandwagon fans that they, they come along or people that just don't know about football. Um, but Jimmy Ward, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know when, when you come in you know as being a hot commodity, you know you want to uh, you have high hopes for the guy, you know, and you, you know, of course, this is a, this is a win now league, and it's a league that you have to be consistent on. Um, Jimmy Ward throughout his career, you know, um, with us, he's been it's been times being very very good, and it's been times he hasn't he hasn't been so good because of the injuries. Now, as a GM, you know, even though I don't want to dibble dabble into that, in my opinion, I feel like as, as though do you do, what, what do I do? Do I take a chance on the guy? That has been really, it's been really good for us for a while, um, for a while. But then because of injuries, it plagued him, 
And, of course, you know, anybody else that knows this, that when you have injuries, any kind of injury, whether it be small or whether it be big, you're not going to be the same person. You know, you're not going to get the same production out of, out, out that person, which I understand that. But when you have more down, when you have more downs than ups, you know, I mean, what what do you expect to do when it comes to a person like that? Do you want to keep him there just just to show, just knowing for a fact he could be of value um, for for the later years that's coming up? I mean, what do you do with him? But in my case, you know, this is a win now league, and you got to perform at a high level, or even or even if if it's not at a high level, you have to you have to prove yourself um, as being consistent. Period to 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 actually stay on the team and to actually um, you know just Stay on the team. Actually, is keep you probably a potential starter still. So I believe, in my opinion, you know, with him, he hasn't proven that to me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just one person. You know, everybody has a different opinion, but it is, for me, he hasn't proven that to me. You know, um, of course, you know the, the game has, has changed in so many years. You know, as far as you know, you jamming up the, uh, the receivers uh, at the line of scrimmage and things like that because they're revolutionizing it in different ways that we that I, I may not understand, you know, as long as I'm living. But, uh, you know, on, on certain coverages, you can't expect him to win on every play. But lately I've been seeing him, you know, as, be, as being a, 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 a drop-off, you know, uh, to some degree. You know, um, it, hasn't been, it hasn't been satisfying. I mean, satisfying. I wouldn't say I, I, I hate the guy because I don't hate him. You know, I actually liked him a lot, man. When he first got him, you know, everybody that really was like, now they're down on him. Why you paying so much money? I actually believe he was, you know, right off the bat, he was worth the money he was getting. But you know, just seeing him lately in the last couple of years, it hasn't been satisfying to me. You know, it really hasn't been. It's, it's been more kind of down than up. It's like, okay, so how many chances are we gonna give you, guy? You know, I mean, you're in the league, you've been with us for a while. I mean, we want to keep you, but are you making a case to even stay here with us? You know what I'm saying? Um, even though, like I said, the injuries are, are, are a big part of it. But you know, like I said before, you know. Um, you know, I, just, I don't know if he's making a, 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 a big enough case to stay here with us. You know what I'm saying? He's been more of a drop-off. When you want to, you know, you want to put certain players in the best position to, 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 to actually, you know, we can win games or even or even being a running for, for winning games or even just being, just being um, um, I'm going to say contenders in that way, but just compete, compete a lot. And, you know, I know he's one of many, but he just been showing me more of a down and more than up, in my opinion. Oh, you got right. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah. Um, just, oh man! Wow. You got that right. So, uh, you know, I got to ask you before we let you go. Uh, okay. You know, if you had to take a guess on the average, um, what would you like to see the Forty ers final record be at? Oh, the record. What I'd like yeah. to see, as far as record wise. Um, yeah. I, I would like to see. Um, I do, but in, in my opinion, it's, it's all based off depth. Uh, easily ten and four. Um, but like I said, we, we have yet to see ten and six. Uh, maybe ten. Uh, maybe maybe ten and six. Maybe, maybe. ten and four. There was maybe ten and four. But I'm saying that's, that, I'm just saying as far as depth wise. But I'm saying as far as production, we we have yet to see how this team is going to be and what type of identity they're, they're going to establish themselves as. So that part is still up in smoke. So I don't have no idea when it comes to that. But um, like I said, ten and four easily off depth. But like I said, as far as performance wise, you know, and I, I, I'll have my answer more than likely. But I'll, I'll throw a number out there right now. I see. Um, I see. Ooh, 
a hard nine seven, nine and seven, or maybe or maybe eight and eight. You know, I don't I don't see us having a a a, a year that we had last year where we just we just catching up and we we're basically going six and ten. No, I don't I don't see that. I think we're gonna like I said we're gonna improve better. I, like I said, I see a hard nine and seven. You know, um, that's without just the depth. Um, that's just based off the production before we see it. But I see a hard nine seven or maybe eight and eight. That's what I see. Okay. Okay. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, th- thank you so much for for calling in and joining us. Loved it. Uh, no problem, loved bro. It. You know, anytime, brother. Loved it. Yeah, <laughs> loved no, it. No problem, bro. You, you know, you know how we are. Even, even Miss Dina, I know she's, I know she's quiet. She's listening in. But even you too, <laughs> phone here. <laughs> but uh, you, you know, I, no, I, I try cool. to give my give my best opinion on what I believe. Hopefully, it sticks. Um, hopefully, I made sense of what I said. But I, I, that's just what I believe. Just off our test, you know, maybe if I if, if I delved into it and seen. Uh, I mean, really heavily dig into it like I'm a GM because I don't like to play the role of somebody, somebody that I'm not. You know, I don't like to do all that. I feel like once you start playing a role like that, if you haven't had a, a, a job or you're doing something that you have to do as far as team-wise, I don't like to delve into that stuff because then you're going to get possessive and start thinking that you are that person and start thinking what you think is going to be. and you, It might be something completely different than what, what your theory is. So I just really just pretty, pretty much just try to go off with the eye test and what I see. Uh, more more likely than not, and just um, just go from there. No, that's good. No, that's good. You know, uh, well, that's awesome. You know, like I said, I, th- I think we're all we're all thinking. You know, anywhere from eight to ten wins is realistic, and right. uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. We'll definitely see. <laughs> all right. Uh, Thanks for joining right. us, man. Thank Have you. a great so, night. Okay. All right, you too, man. Thank you, thank you. See you later, Dina. Bye. Bye. Okay, I love it. Love when fans call in. Love it. Mm. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, yeah, I guess we we can give our predictions. Um, you know, at, after looking at the schedule. Um, and obviously, uh, unless there's a big drop bomb, you know, a <laughs> trade, um, I'm gonna say nine and seven. I'm gonna say nine and seven. I, I feel confident with that pick. Um, you know, I th- I think uh, nine and seven probably gets you in contention of a wild card, and uh, you know, I like that. Uh, you know. Obviously, you look at the Rams and, you know, Donald's $22, 23000000 million he's trying to get, you know, whatever that <laughs> whatever that says. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, huh? Um, and, Dina, yes, I finally have to put you on the spot. It's time. Uh, what is your <laughs> prediction 2018 season? Oh, my goodness. Um I'm staying at eight. I think I'm. I was gonna say seven nine, but I think I'm staying eight and eight. Eight and eight. Okay. I mean. I think. I think we're. I think we're gonna have a hard season. time. I think we're gonna have a little bit of a hard time at the beginning of the season. I think we'll level out. Okay. But, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I mean. And for that um, ward comment, I'm gonna come up. I'm gonna come back with something, and I thought about it. Everybody needs to remember that 
John Lynch, everybody keeps you, – you hear Kyle say how he loves Jimmy Ward, and you hear Kyle how, uh, John Lynch say how Jimmy is a really good player. Uh, when Kyle, when uh, John Lynch played, John Lynch hit a series in his career where he was plagued with the bug. He was hurt continuously, and he really thought that his career was going downhill. And then he figured out to how to get the hits, how to get himself, his conditioning, and all that, and he went seven years without ever being hurt again. So I think for John Lynch and Kyle, they know he can be good. It's getting him into that right spot, that moment, his head in the right place, and he could be that good. Um, so I think that's where John and Kyle are at is Kyle, uh, John has been in that position. He's had the bug for three or four years where he kept getting hurt out season after season. But then they kept him and they worked with him until they got him to seven. I think he set up a seven years straight and never no more bug, no more bite, no more uh, plague of injuries or anything. So I think that's where they are at right now with him. And I think that's why they don't try to push to get rid of him because they know what potential he has if they can get him into the place where he has no more injuries. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. It really is, you know. Um, at, like I said, you know, you look at some of these players and, you know, when they're healthy and when they're on the field and when you can use their athleticism, um, they're very, very good. Um, obviously, you know, it's it's really hurt, um, you know, when we when the Harbaugh era happened, you know, we were very lucky. I mean, you got to remember, in 2012, we only had three linebackers on this roster. That's unheard of. But they did it. And what they did is they prayed that no one got hurt. And no one got hurt. So, I mean, you know, it, it's the luck of the draw. And, uh, you know, we're open for a healthy season. Um, eight, nine wins. That's good. That'd be good. I mean, uh, you know, I, hell, we hope we're wrong. We're good 12 and 4. That'd be great. But, um, you know, like David said, that's probably not realistic. But, you know, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, um, Obviously, you know, going into last year with, with Jimmy, you know, we're five and zero. Um, he's just got to go seven and zero this year to start out the season to beat uh, Big Ben's record uh, for the most starts with wins. That's going to be tough. <laughs> so, but um, I think uh, you know, right now it's just about you know reps. Uh, tomorrow. You know, when you're looking at the game, um, you know, it, it's going to be fast-moving. It's, you know, get everybody out of there healthy. Um, and like I said, even though they're not starting people, they, they don't want anyone to get hurt. So, um, so yeah, I mean, for how much – a lot of fans don't care about the fourth game, don't even watch the fourth game. Um, it means a lot to those people that, uh, you know, will be out of jobs Saturday, so – um, but you never know, you know, people have gotten cut and came back, hit the practice squad and, you know, got a, you know, they bought, 
they buy out their contract during the year and they put them on the roster and you know you always had that chance of someone picking someone else up off the roster and uh, just so you everyone knows um, if you pick someone off of someone else's roster you have to put them on your roster you can't put them on the practice squad and you know that's guaranteed contract so um, people want that to happen and uh, you know we'll see We'll see. You, know, you have, you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, everybody's like, oh, we have to cut, you know, 37 people or whatever, 34. You times that times your 32 teams, there's 1,184, you know, players. Yeah. They're sitting there hoping yeah. that somebody picks them up. And yeah. if they get picked up, it's not going to be that many. And if they go to the practice squad, that's what, uh, 320 of them? So you still have 800 players that go jobless. You know, they yeah. don't get picked mm-hmm. up. So now what? That's that's hard for those guys. You yeah. know, they're all, oh, you know, I definitely wouldn't want to, you know, uh, like today, for instance, uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, this guy was getting on a bus, getting ready to go to um, – Minnesota, I think it was, they were getting ready to leave. And he gets pulled off the bus telling him that he's been traded. You know, so he goes back to the bus, tells all the guys goodbye, good luck. I, you know, that just has to be hard. You know, I, I oh, don't yeah. think I would like I, What do you do? You know, you're, you're, you just got comfy in a position. Some of these people have, you know, rented apartments. You know, a lot of part, uh, and Unfortunately, in California, it's usually a lease. Or you have to pay a five thousand dollar to break your lease. So are these guys on leases, or have they been staying in motels? You know, so all these things change. They're you know they get that that pink slip and it's see ya, and you don't have time to do nothing. Pack your stuff and go. And hope yeah. that somebody calls yeah. you, and and then you have to get on the next plane and get the heck out of here. So yeah. it's it's a lot of heart. It's kind of a heartbreaker for Tough. some, you know some. You see some of their faces, and you know I just I hate seeing the sad faces when they get cut and not know if they're going to another job or not. It's not so, I wouldn't yeah. want to be the GM, no, the, the GM and the coach, especially because you get attached to these guys, and these players get attached to each other. You know, the Forty ers you know, is one of the best teams I think that I I I've been watching a lot of the teams, and of course because I'm a total football fan, so I watch every team and everything get to know the team but I think this is the closest team I've seen the bro the brotherhood like thing how do they you know how you lose one it's they're all devastated because they get oh, yeah. got attached to each other so you know it's like yeah. something that I wouldn't want to deal with I wouldn't want to be part of it no absolutely absolutely no so, um, so listen, yeah, everyone watch the game tomorrow. Um, next week, uh, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm, not, I'm still not sure what day it's going to be, uh, but come listen to uh, Jose Santana, uh, Santana's um, smash hit, brick by brick. You will want to hear it. And then we'll give our prediction um, on the first game. And um, then uh, you never know who's going to show up. So <laughs> you never know. 
So that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, boy. So, uh, so with that being said, uh, yeah, any final words, Dina? Um, well, you can follow us um, on Twitter at nine, uh, NorCal Niner Girl, or you can follow Brian at Niner Radio. You can follow us on Facebook at Niner Radio Show on Facebook. And then you can check us out on NinersRadio.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, with that being said, guys, uh, the final game's tomorrow. And then uh, it counts for real. So with that being said, you know, we'd like to definitely uh, thank Mr. Matt Burroughs and Mr. David Lombardi for stopping by. Um, definitely go check out their podcast, No Breaks, at The Athletic. Um, so uh, until next week, guys, uh, go Niners, and this preseason is over. Thank God. And we will see you next week, guys. It starts with the warm the anthem, the coin toss. The seconds tick past so slow like a roller coaster on its way up. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Then, the ride of your life is about to begin. Four quarters of ups and downs, unexpected turns, screaming at the top of your lungs. It's a high-speed, high-thrills, non-stop battle for one yard at a time. Suddenly, the clock's winding down. This train is rolling into the station. The whistle blows, you catch your breath, and all you can think about is doing it again.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.